Hey mamas, welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a fabulous Monday and are off to an amazing week. Today's episode is going to be real, it's going to be raw, and it's going to be authentic. I am talking about anxiety. I'm going to be sharing with you a recent episode I had that basically took me out of commission for about a week. And I just felt God put it on my heart to share with you guys what I was going through in a real, authentic way. I hope that this episode will bless you or you can share it with somebody else that you love or know who also deals with anxiety. Let's dig in. Hands up and hearts open. Hey, mamas. You're listening to the Mom Squad Podcast, a faith-driven show for moms on the merry-go-round of motherhood. I'm Melissa Wheelahan, your host. I'm a mom, educator, entrepreneur, coach, and trainer. I have spent the last 25 years being a mom, and believe me, I have been through it all. The one constant in my journey has definitely been Jesus. So I'm on a mission to help other moms stop feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and all alone. I believe that when you center your motherhood journey in your identity in Christ, build community with other moms, and let go of societal norms that can get in the way, you will experience the abundant life that we are promised through Christ's grace and love. If you are ready to get unfiltered, unhinged, and unapologetically authentic, then you have come to the right place. Pull up a seat, grab a cozy blanket, and maybe even a cup of tea, because we are jumping off this merry-go-round with hearts open and hands up. Let's go. Okay, let's get this thing started. Um, As you know, I always have a grounding verse for you guys, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you what it is right now. It's Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. Um, we all know Jeremiah 29, 11 pretty well. I have constantly quoted that on this show. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, a plan to prosper and not a plan to harm you. But have you ever read verse 12 through 14? We're going to dig into that a little later. Today's episode is all about anxiety. I I have an outline. I'm hoping that I can get through this episode without being emotional. But I just, I want to share with you what God put on my heart. And really, as I'm recording this, I know he's going to put new things on my heart. But I... um deal with anxiety. I, I, you know, if you know me, you're probably like, that doesn't make any sense because you're always so peppy and up. And I had a friend even say to me while I was going through this experience, well, you seem like you're having so much fun on your podcast. And I am. It's all real. It's all me. It's all authentic. But you know what? Sometimes God puts the brakes on and just shuts you down for a little bit because he either wants you to learn something or have a lesson that you're going to share with somebody else. And I think that this recent episode of anxiety that I literally am just coming off of as I'm recording this, it basically shut me down last week. In fact, 
I record episodes a week ahead. So you are listening to this on Monday, February 21st, which happens to be my husband's birthday. Happy 50th to my amazing, wonderful husband, Dennis. And you'll be listening to this as we are getting off our weekend trip with our friends. We did a, or we are doing, or we will have be getting off a cruise ship, uh, which gives me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so I'm just going to dive in and I'm just going to tell you my story. And I hope that this will help somebody, if not you, a friend. Um, and I'm just going to share what God's put on my heart. So I have dealt with anxiety in the past. I'm, I'm pretty high functioning. I, I tend to be a glass half full person. Um, but I deal with anxiety and a lot of it is from, I think, childhood issues or, experiences I've had and certain things make me anxious. I'm very type A. If you know me, you know that I don't like people to move my cheese. I like things in a certain order. Um, However, I am flexible and I am willing to change and I love change, but I also love structure. So it's this constant struggle in my mind for having structure, but also allowing flexibility. So I don't know if any of you can relate to that. Moms, uh, I know, you know, and even if you're not a mom and you're listening to this, like, I think this episode is good for anybody who has ever dealt with anxiety. So let me back you up a little bit. About 20 plus years ago, when I got divorced from my first husband, I went through a pretty bad bout of depression. I I would say probably like most people, when big, huge life changes happen, there's a fair amount of depression. I was on, I got on medication. Um, I went to therapy. I was on medication for probably about a year. And then I uh, weaned off of that medication and started to have some, uh, things for myself, like some like tactics and strategies for myself to help deal with uh, depression and anxiety. And I and I seem to be pretty good for the last 20 years. I've had some bouts of some anxiety, not really dealt with any depression. But you know, your mind is a is a tricky thing. And it can uh, definitely hold you captive sometimes in your life. So I went through that period of time. And One of the things that I learned from that is that I need to always just let my body tell me what to do. So if my body says it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep. If my body says it's time to not take on more, it's time to not take on more. And that has been something that I have learned over the past 20 years and as I move into my 50s, realizing that I don't need to take on everything. So I dealt with that a long time ago. Now, another thing to know about me is I don't really like to travel. If you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you'll probably be like, what? You and Dennis are always out doing something. Yes, we go out and do stuff for like a day or we go away for like one night overnight. But I'm pretty much good for about two days out. And then the third day, I'm ready to be home. I don't really like being away from home. I really don't have any desire to travel outside of the United States. 
you know, I always tell myself, well, I mean, I grew up in San Clemente and I live in Southern California. I mean, people come here for vacation. We live in the most beautiful place you could live. We could go to Laguna Beach for the weekend and have a vacation. I don't have to go very far to find amazing places to to go away. But I really don't like traveling away from home. I know that there's probably something at the core of that. And probably the next wound that I'm going to heal with Monique <laughs> around something. I'm not sure if it's because when I moved out of my house, when I went to college in New York, my dad moved out. So when I came home, my dad had moved to a one-bedroom apartment. So I had to live with my uncle for a while. Or if it's a safety thing, like I don't feel safe when I'm away from home. Or if I think something's going to happen. Like I'm still working through that. So I don't really like to travel away from home. When COVID hit and we had to start wearing masks, it got a little worse for me. Um, I had a previous life in finance and worked in a bank. And in the 12 plus years that I was in banking, I went through nine bank robberies. Now, that is a lot of bank robberies. So when we had to start wearing masks, I kind of panicked a little bit. I will never forget the first time I went to Trader Joe's. We had to stand in line to wait to get in. That was when they were just letting so many people in at a time. And I got there like an hour before the store opened and I stood in line and everybody had a mask on. And I literally started to have a panic attack because it had this flashback of being robbed with a mask. And so I kind of shut myself out to being out a lot of places. My husband does all the grocery shopping now. And I know it's just my natural anxiety that I need to to work on. And and I do go to the grocery store now. I'm not afraid to like leave the house. But, you know, that kind of moved my mind a little bit, held my mind a little bit more captive um, and, and kind of helped that anxiety start to rear its ugly head again. So, you know, now COVID is what it is and people are starting to go out again. And some people are choosing not to go out. And then there's traveling happening. And so, I, you know, we've been on a couple little trips. And I still was kind of feeling a little anxious. If you know my story, you know that my husband and I got married February 1st, 2020. So that was right before the shutdown. So we never had a honeymoon. So the last couple of years, we've tried to do something. Last year, we went to San Diego for a couple of days. And this year, we decided we were going to go to Solvang. Now, I was very excited about this trip because we have never been to Solvang and I have always wanted to go there. So we booked a really cute bed and breakfast. We went up on a Saturday and went to Los Olivos for lunch. And while we were there, I started to get this really anxious stomach. My stomach started to be upset. I started to have all this anxiety. I didn't really know why. I just didn't feel good. I was nervous about being away from home. And I spent the first night of our amazing trip in bed. Now, my husband is a saint. Literally the most amazing person I have ever met in my life. And if you know him, you will probably agree with me. I don't know how I got so lucky that God gave me him. But he was like, okay, whatever. If you need to just chill in the bedroom for the first day, we'll do that. So day one of our vacation, I spent that Saturday night literally asleep at five o'clock at night because I was so anxious. I had Tums. I had ginger ale. I 
was doing some breathing exercises, but I was so anxious and I had no idea why. We get up Sunday, we I feel better, we did some fun stuff, we rented little this little like almost like a golf cart car they have there. They're called Mokies or Moxies or something like that. And we drove around the town and we did the mission and we did a bunch of fun stuff. We went to the casino. We did a bunch of stuff on Sunday and Monday. And we were supposed to come home on Tuesday, which was our anniversary. Well, Monday afternoon, I again felt anxious. Now, when I talk about feeling anxious for me, my stomach gets totally twisted Um, think about like when you're on a roller coaster and you are at the very top of this very steep hill and that roller coaster is just going to go straight down. And when you go straight down, you feel your stomach go into your throat and you just kind of lose your lunch. (laughs) You've got that like drop. That is how my stomach feels that I'm on a roller coaster And I'm just about to drop and that pit in your stomach, I get like that. I get myself physically sick. So I'll dry heave. I will spend tons of time in the bathroom. Like it physically changes me when I have anxiety. I get, I shake. I can't focus. Like it is, it is the worst feeling and I have no control over it. I don't know when it's coming I know I don't like to travel away from home, so if I'm going to go somewhere, I can kind of pre-prayer my mind, but I've just, it's something that's gotten progressively worse. And if you deal with anxiety, you probably have had some of those same feelings. And then I feel bad and guilty because I've just ruined the vacation for my family. So Monday, I'm a wreck. I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying to put on a happy face. I'm trying to smile. I'm trying to do all the fun things we want to do. But I'm just, I just want to be home. I want to be on my couch with my fuzzy blanket, my cup of tea, my pillows, watching Netflix, and just be home in what I feel is a safe, surrounded area. So my husband looks at me and he says, you're ready to go home. You don't want to be here? And I said, no, I just want to go home. He says, no problem. He packs up our luggage. We check out of the Airbnb or the bed and breakfast one day early and we drive home. And the guilt that comes over you when you feel like you've ruined a vacation for your family, especially when I've upset my husband, is immense. Like I felt so bad that I felt like I ruined that trip. And he is so loving and caring. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, we're still together. We're just we're just going to hang out somewhere else. So coming home from that trip, which was at the beginning of this month in February, I knew that we had his birthday trip coming up. So there are eight of us uh, going on a cruise. When the, At the time I'm recording this, we're going on the cruise this week. <laughs> when you're listening to it, it's the Monday we're coming off of the boat. And I knew that I probably would be anxious. And I knew that I needed to do something. So I uh, decided when we came back from that trip that I was going to call my doctor and talk to my doctor about being put on some sort of medication to help me get through that anxiety and just something to take the edge off for this anxiousness that I was feeling all the time. 
And she prescribed me something, an anti-anxiety, antidepressant medication, which I had been on 20 years ago. I had been on medication. So I started taking that medication on a Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, I did. I started feeling not really good. I had um, an upset stomach, diarrhea. I was really tired. I kind of lost my appetite, had a headache. And I thought, well, these are just normal symptoms. She told me that there were some side effects. I looked up side effects online and saw that these were normal side effects that I would have. But it didn't seem dangerous or that anything was wrong in the moment. So over the weekend, I kept taking my medication. Monday, I still felt really crappy. Um, I didn't feel like myself. I had this what they call body shock. The only way I can explain it is one of two ways. One is I don't know if you've ever had a cough so bad that when you've coughed in your lungs, it's kind of felt like a shock through your lungs and then that shock like through your whole entire body. The other way I can explain it is when you go to the dentist and they numb your mouth and then that Novocaine is wearing off and that numbness feeling that you have when you're, the Novocaine starts to wear off, like that weird feeling through your whole entire body. It is the worst feeling. Out of all the symptoms, that's the one I hated the most and the really bad headache. But on Sunday, I started feeling super depressed. I laid on the couch all day long. I didn't even want to get up. I just wanted to sleep. I don't even think at that point I had showered since Thursday. Um, I it just wasn't feeling good. Monday, I go to work. I didn't I didn't feel too hot. I, I went to work. I came home. I went to bed at 6 o'clock at night. I slept till 6 o'clock the next morning. I got up. I went to work on Tuesday at about 1 o'clock. I told my boss, I, I got to go home. I don't feel good. I just wasn't feeling right. I still had the upset stomach. I was feeling kind of depressed. I had the diarrhea. I was like crying at weird times. I had zero appetite. I had that whole body shock thing all day long, the worst headache. Like I just did not feel good. So I come home on Tuesday and I fell asleep for about three and a half hours. And then I woke up and I thought, something's not right. I need to call my doctor. So I call the doctor and they tell me to go to urgent care or ER right away, that I'm having a severe reaction to the medication that they had put me on. And they called it serotonin syndrome where your serotonin levels are too high I had every symptom other than vomiting and dilated pupils that showed I had overdosed on this medication now I had taken the medication as prescribed by the doctor so there was just something that my body couldn't handle anything that raises your serotonin levels so I go, go, you know, at the urgent care and they're like, you got to go off it right away and you need to stay home the rest of the week. So I tell you this because I am 100% a proponent for sometimes you need medication. So this is not about don't be on medication if you are anxious. If you are anxious or you feel depressed, I, you, need to, you need to reach out and get help. Okay, like in the show notes, I have some links for you for reaching out if you feel depressed and suicidal because that is a serious thing. But for me, the medication didn't work. 
and I had to go off it cold turkey, which was also horrible. So I get off the medication and I'm home. And for the first, this is, you guys, this is last week. So for the first, uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like I started to feel a little better. I was on Gatorade, rice, bananas, toast, uh, water, like anything salty, saltines, Ritz crackers, anything that would get my electrolytes back up in my body. And I literally watched every single 80s romantic comedy on Netflix I could find. But I knew that I had that whole week off plus, you know, Monday was a holiday for us. So I knew I had like six days and I'm like, okay, they told me three days to get the medicine like 50% out of your body. Now I had only been on that medicine for five days. I'd only taken it for five or six days, I think six days before I went off it. So it wasn't like I was on it a long time. So I'm thinking there's not a lot of it in my system, like a pretty low dosage in my system. But getting off it was just as bad as the anxiety that I had felt before I was on it. And literally, there's a couple things I did to help me get through it. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. Not only that anxiety is real and people deal with it. And now I know I can't take that medication. Right now I know I can't take something that's going to raise my serotonin levels. That obviously doesn't work for my body. And I don't really want to be on medication. I want to figure it out. I want to know what is holding my mind captive that makes me feel this way when I leave, when I go away overnight. Like I said, I'm good for like two nights, but that third night, I don't know, throws me over the edge. I don't know. And I, and I, and I have come to find that there are three things for me that really helped. Now, I want to read to you Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, because as I was preparing to talk about this, I knew that I would want to have an anchoring verse like I always do. And I literally have been reading the book of Jeremiah. So it is no accident that two weeks ago, when I was done with my other book, and realized I needed a new book, I just, for some reason, Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah kept coming back to me and back to me and back to me. And, you know, God never, again, never brings us through stuff without a reason. Never. When you're going through hard stuff, as hard as it is, and and I did this, I thought, okay, Lord, you're there is a reason why you're taking me through this. Maybe it's that you're telling my body to rest. Maybe it's that you're resetting my mind for something else. I always believe that in time of desperation, there is a blessing that is going to pop out at the end. And I always think there's something to be learned out of every bad thing that happens. I really do. I know that's hard when you're in the moment. I remember 20 years ago being so depressed that I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. This past week, I have felt so anxious that I have not been able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But here's what I know. I know that God is a God of restoration. I know that God heals. I know that God loves me unconditionally. 
And so as I was reading and praying about what to say to you, Jeremiah 29, 11 kept coming up to me. But I was like, that's so weird because I always use that verse. But have you ever read verse 12 through 14? Let me just tell you what it says. So Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Okay, we have all heard that. But listen to verse 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. In my darkest time last week, in those times on the couch when I didn't want to get up and take a shower or brush my teeth because I was so anxiety ridden and I just wanted to sleep. In those moments when I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to make dinner for my family tonight because I just want to sit here on the couch and do nothing. I'm, I just want to get through this anxiety. I called out to God and prayed, Lord, just get me through this. Now here's verse 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When we seek God with all of our heart, when we surrender fully to him, he can restore and he can repair. Here's the best. Verse 14, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Wow, that to me is the promise. I know he has plans for me. But the promise for me is that he's going to bring me back from captivity. He's going to take me to where I have been banished. This is, the, the, this, is, this is like where my mind has decided to go off track. And my mind is captive. My mind has been held captive by something that is not from God. And he is going to bring me back from captivity. And he is going to be found by me. And to me, that is the promise. That he is always going to bring us out. And he is always going to help us. And so when you're in those moments of feeling anxious or worried or unsure or unfit as a mom, as a friend, as a person, I want you to remember that God is there for you. He will restore. You just need to call upon him and pray to him and seek him with all your heart and he will find you. The other thing that helped me that I could not have done without is my friends and my family. I had one friend who called me every single day or texted me every day and she's like, you have to get out of bed. And I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed today. She's like, you got to get out of bed. I'm going to call you every day. I think she actually said to me, please don't get mad at me for bugging you every day. You know, your friends that you have, just be real with them. You know, I mean, I have a very small niche of very, very close friends who I can share anything with. I can count them on one hand. Good, bad, it doesn't matter. I could call them at one o'clock in the morning crying out of desperation and they are going to be there for me and they are going to give me amazing advice and they're going to help me and they're going to pray for me. 
So we're leaning on your friends and family. I could not have gotten through this past week without my amazing husband. And he is my rock. Other than God, he is my rock. And the last one is breathing. I mean, take deep breaths. Deep breaths always help me. You know, a lot of, I think, learning meditation in the past six months has really helped me through a lot of things when I feel anxious. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not over this. I'm not over this. I'm a week out from feeling so much better. Um, today is the first day I feel like my old self, if I'm being honest. It's been a week. Um, I knew that I needed to share this with you guys. I know this is a little longer than my normal podcast, but I knew I needed to share this with you. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be other episodes. I'm going to feel anxious. We're getting ready to go on this trip. I'm going to feel anxious. But I'm going to remember that God is there. That he is preparing me for a new beginning with him at the center. That there's a reason why I needed to record this podcast today. I don't know what that is. I will eventually find out what that is. He will put this on the ears of the right people who need to hear it. And so I just want to close with Philippians 4, 6, and 7 for you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mamas, don't be anxious. I know it's hard in the moment sometimes not to be, but give your requests to the Lord and he will set your mind straight and renew your mind. I hope that you all have an amazing week and get out there and be blessed. God bless. I love you all. Hey, mamas, did you love that episode? If so, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. I love hearing about what resonated with you and how you're going to show up in the world as a God-centered mom. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Squad and join our Mom Squad Facebook group, linked in the show notes. Lastly, feel free to share this episode with other moms who need to hear this message. And don't forget to tag me on your social media platforms at melissa.wheelahan. Till next time, God bless.